working out, fuck gyms. I've I, for some reason I've never found any value at all in uh, looking at girls. That's fucking gym. weird. What? What? Who goes what? to the gym to look at uh, girls? That's like uh, that's got to be like uh, that is know. the only it's that like is some the creeper only vibes. thing that yeah whatever. That's the only thing. <laughs> Actually, whatever uh, you, you can't can, just be like whatever. We'll put that in there, but you can put uh, gyms are decent places. No, gyms are decent places to uh, pick up uh, women. Uh huh. According to what the Red Pill subreddit? <laughs> Mg toe. Mg toe. Huh? According to no, those guys are incels. Are voluntary incels. I'm busting your balls. <laughs> That's all. In, uh, well, uh, Mg toe guys are. They're just voluntary incels. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Incel means involuntary. Yeah. Least, uh, celibate. Yeah, so they're, they're just they're the not voluntary, voluntary. involuntary. No, they're the they're the voluntary version of the incel. men going so their own way celibate. into each other's buttholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're the guys basically... who can't get fucking laid, so they say they, so they say it's a choice. No, no, no. Then that's not voluntary, right? That's still in, involuntary. They're just calling yeah, it voluntary. I, I'm just mocking them, fucking retards. They're retarded. But don't they? Don't they? <laughs> Derek uh, can't take a joke. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the fucking truth. You understand what's going on, right? Yeah. Okay. Look, who fucking cares? Moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, this I'll, whole podcast is just a series of moving on to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> every time, David. No, 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 no. It's 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 all part of the grand plan. We're all gonna. We're, we're, what we do is every single episode, we just keep building shit up, and then on our final episode, we just answer everything sequentially and then call it done. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. Like, like setting up a, a bunch rubber... of dominoes and then just yeah. knocking them all down. See, this is why I fucking hate what you guys have done on this goddamn fucking mailbag uh, thread. Davey, just what? copy the questions out. I, it's hard to fucking find the or goddamn questions. Or just pin the questions. No, I don't want to do that. I just want fucking questions in there so I can just... I just want everything laid out in front of me uh, with no issues at all ever. Yeah. Yes. You can't just expect <laughs> yes. people to do it. You can't. This is an anarchist... Uh, Discord. Yeah, and there's something called conversation. Dude, if you tell And also, there's there the Barbara Streisand effect. There are fucking channels. Conversate there. <laughs> there's the Barbara Streisand effect, too, dude. If you tell people on the internet not to do something. Maybe you should put a cool people down People are going to double down. Ooh, can you do that? A cool down? Yeah, put a cool down timer on the mailbag. Yeah, like how long should it be then? Five minutes. Five minutes before you can post another one? Yeah. That way you can't have a conversation there. Okay, I'm down with that for sure. We should do one word at a time mailbags. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> With five minutes in between? Cummy Kool-Aid spends like three <laughs> weeks coming up with one question. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss some of our uh, listeners, though. Yeah. Like uh, the original Big Dick. Oh, good old Frank Pliskin. Yeah. All because Derek wanted to mute the whole fucking server. Yeah, that's what you do. That's considered No one courtesy. does that. Yeah, everyone does that. Not Davey. a single server that Every I've ever been on. Every single server has done I've that, ever been on does that. And I've been on way more servers than you. Yeah. I know what I'm talking the about. Only you servers, are insignificant and you the, know nothing. Okay. The so only just shut, servers stop that talking. have ever done that are your the ones that are owned by you. <laughs> you insignificant. Dude, and every other fuck. server I've ever been on. I'm telling you. Every server. The only the only servers that don't do that are the people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. <coughs> yeah, like buying the bullets, just a bunch of fucking hobo military guys. <laughs> hobo military guys. They're actually uh, in their they're doing their live show right now. Yeah. Let's listen to them.
That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so See, it was I, doing that goddamn awful echo on their end, not ours? Uh, it said I don't have permission to speak, so. I like how Discord, that's how I worded it. As soon as I joined it, it was just like, you do not have permission to speak. So, I, I'm sure they couldn't hear what the fuck we were. No, 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 no. They got like a we, bunch of people in their server right now listening and like chatting. Like we could go on there and chat if we wanted to, but we need to. That'd be uh, lame. We, we need to do a, a collab with those guys. Hell yeah! I think I, it'd be a lot of fun. I we, talked to uh, Luke. I talked. I talked. I talk, yeah. I talked to Luke today. Oh, me too. Oh yeah, all three of us did <laughs> at once <laughs> on the same Twitter fucking feed <coughs> or message. I'm not going to make my own individual Twitter, dude. Fuck no. Fuck I'm not Twitter. going to. I'm not going I'm to. I'm not either. I have no desire to do that. If we get to the point where we have like 100,000 listeners, I might. <laughs> but I highly doubt we're going to get to that point. Oh, where are you going? You got to go You gotta go potty. I go pee-pee. Pee-pee-poo-poo. You're so cold. You got to put on a jacket. I got to get a goddamn fucking cough syrup. Cough drop. Anybody want a fucking cough drop? Some old people candy? Yeah, dude. This <laughs> smells like old people's house for sure. You know, there was something... Oh, my God. What was it? Oh, shit. <coughs> oh, God. I feel like I'm autistic. Oh, God. Um, What's that fucking... Okay. Old people. They all have the same smelling house. There's a reason for it. I'm trying to remember what what it is specifically. It's fake it's plants. No, it's fake plants. Artificial plants, as the plastic like breaks down, gives off the same fucking scent, and that's why all old people's houses, like old churches that, and shit, smell the same. I always thought it was like mothballs. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> mothballs might have an effect, but not every house smells like mothballs. But yeah, fake plants. That's why old churches smell like old people houses. Yeah, it just smell. I don't know, man. It's just like decrepit, decaying flesh. <laughs> <laughs> you are rotting away. In that it's the chair, smell dude. of a soul withering into nothing. Yeah, dude, I like it. Oh God, I kind. There's something kind of nice about an old person's house smell. Something mm. strangely uh, calming to me. This well, is yeah, the yeah. worst tasting fucking uh, cough drop I've ever had. It will make you fucking stop coughing though, so shut the fuck up and enjoy your cough syrup. God, it tastes like it is cough the syrup. The worst dude. cough syrup. See, I can't like, stand cough syrup. Off brand. Don't breathe in my face. Syrup. You're sick, you fucking dick. You smell it? Yes. It smells like old person house. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's so bad. It's violated the NAP. You, you couldn't even get the fucking <laughs> lemon honey ones. No, dude, that's some pussy shit. That shit doesn't help me. Why don't you just get like regular old halls? Lemon honey. God, y'all sound so gross cheaper. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, we do have some mailbags. Yeah. But first, a word from our have sponsors. You par- have you parsed them out? Do you want some help parsing them out? I real got them. I got them. You got them? Mm-hmm. Right. You got it all figured out? Yeah. All right. Did you delete all of the shit in the mailbag no, I didn't. channel? Okay, no, thank I'm not you. fucking dealing with that shit right now. Now we're going to let the guy who can't fucking read, read the mailbags. Davey says, I got him. Oh, and well, he's just going to be like, <laughs> there are none because you guys fucked it up. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're going to do, isn't yeah. it? Davey says there's zero because <clears throat> you guys are zeros. Or he'll just say, you know. I did actually like this uh, mailbag from Moose. Which host would survive the longest during World War Three and why? 
I think Cal's dying first. You think I'm dying first? Yeah, isn't that, the, isn't that your whole point? Because you want to <laughs> you, you want to be a martyr. Yeah, you've got martyr Maybe. syndrome, and you're not even going to make it to World War Three. You're gonna it's gonna like kick off. Yeah, or barely kick off. Yeah, or it's gonna have a false start. You think I'm gonna die in the and false gonna, start? And you're gonna be like, <laughs> time to go, motherfuckers! And you're just gonna start shooting at. Oh my god! Wh- who the fuck ever. Is, yeah, there's just gonna be a plane that flies a little too low overhead, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's gonna be the end for Kyle. I really wonder um, who's gonna um, out of Derek and I, who's gonna be the most opportunistic asshole who just does terrible things to live longest. I don't know. Once you start getting the hunger, like not just regular hunger, but I'm talking about the hunger, like where you're starving to death. People mm-hmm. do some. Fucked up shit when they're really yeah. hungry. Yeah, I'm sure, man. No, I'm, I'm saying, I, I'm I know, I'm sure. That's what I'm saying. It's Him like hard I, to say who's gonna who's, who's gonna, gonna do the worst thing. Who's gonna change? You know, because yeah. right now you could be all, oh, I would <clears throat> I would do my best to do whatever, but like once you start like actually starving to death, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's the, that's the thing though. You don't know who someone is until they're in that situation. You don't like you could be some blowhard. <clears throat> Booga boy, but once the bullets actually start flying by your head, you shit your pants and refuse to move. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, that, that you need combat training to be a real boo boy, I would think. Oh no, most oh, no, of them no, probably no. have none. Not necessarily. I don't. I don't Otherwise, think you have, to have combat training. I think. I think more than anything, you need to have survival training. Oh, okay. You need to be able to know how to survive out in the woods. You need to know how to purify water. Mm. You so you think it's more to... about just survive, not necessarily, not, not not even fighting. Well, th- well, think about th- think about this. Which like, is in the more Civil important? War, mm-hmm. Most of the guys didn't die in the battlefield. Mm. Most of them died shitting themselves in a ditch. Really? <laughs> yeah, like dysentery, man. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. Yeah, that kind of stuff right there is what what kills people. Like. But I didn't know. Imagine that that, not being able to go. I to understand a doctor. that that's what kills people, but not yeah, in a just war. Just getting a small infection is just could be. I'll look that up. One of the worst things for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's whoever has the most, most survival skills that's going to survive Boogaloo. What yeah. the fuck? No, that Turn bulb that actually off. that bulb actually finally connected. So that's yeah. why the light perked up there. So this is the stats: for every three soldiers killed in battle, five more died of disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah Civil that's War definitely casualties. both sides. <laughs> so that's just a war of attrition. Whoever has the most uh, numbers wins. Yeah. That's why sieges were so bad. You could literally just wait, and then people would just die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're, uh, what's the word? Where you're blocking off their routes? Yeah, you're cutting off their supply lines. Yeah, what's the word for that? Sieging. No, because like we did it to... Uh, Jesus Christ. It's like where you cut off a trade route. Like we did it to Germany. Like a blockade. No, there, that doesn't matter. I can't remember what the fucking I think word, is the word is. No, that's not the word blockade. that I'm thinking of. It doesn't matter, though. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. So but what is it, though? <laughs> what is the word? I'm going to look it up. Look it up, then, Mr. Google. Do you use Google or are you duck, duck, go in that shit? I'm Googling it. <sighs> What is it? You know, I tried to use DuckDuckGo for a while. It just doesn't work as good as Google. No, it doesn't. Embargo. Embargo. That's what I'm thinking of. That's a trade. That's cutting off trade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're doing to Iran and what we've been doing to them for 50 fucking years. Yeah. We've been slowly starving them out, not letting them trade with anybody. Mm-hmm. 
And then we act all surprised (laughs) when they do shit. It's like a long-term siege in a way of just like, you are not going to get the supplies you want. The medicine, food, forget it. Yeah. Yeah, So speaking of our impending war with Iran, Mm. uh, Fart Pimpson asked, if World War III were to happen with France and the UK already pledging to help the U.S. as they did in the 2018 Syria airstrike, how would the Axis and the Allies be divided? Well, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, France is already talking about surrendering. Okay, real quick. <laughs> Taxes Dick also asks, when World War Three starts, how long until France surrenders? I've already seen memes where, like, it already said breaking news, France has surrendered <laughs> before it even starts. But, uh, um, yeah, so you'd have the normal guys on the Allies. You'd have mm. the U.S., the U.K., France, Germany, pretty much all of Europe. Canada, Australia, you know, the old British colonies and stuff. But you'd have um, Saudi Arabia and Israel on the U.S. side. Um, probably Jordan and uh, maybe maybe Jordan. I don't, I'm not too sure about Jordan. I don't really know a fuck a lot about Jordan, to be honest with you. But on the other side, you'd have Iran, Iraq, Syria, for sure. Russia would... Definitely be on their side. Turkey might would be on their side. Um, That's why it's not. I, I know I've complained about this already about my how my dad said something about it being um, we have the superior technology. There's really nothing to worry about. But it's like yeah, but I mean it's not just Iran. No, but like the United States by itself could probably hold off almost the entire world. Like I don't think that that's the true. next the next size military. Like the next size navy, like compared to our navy, the next maybe, one down. Maybe if they, it depends on where they are. Well, let me just put it this way: Russia has one aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. It has a ramp to help the planes get off. It's so small. We have five or eight nuclear fucking uh, aircraft carriers, mm-hmm. and the amount of fucking firepower that comes with that <laughs> is just. Ridiculous. I'm not worried about them getting things over here. Yeah. I'd be much more worried about sleeper cells already here to be activated and just set off dirty bombs and shit like that. What? That's way more uh, terrifying than them flying a fucking plane over here. Well, see, Iran already has said that they have no problems with the people of the United States. They're, they're not going to fuck up the, the civilians. They know that. Because they know... Evidently, they're nicer than us, then. No, well, the thing is, is they know that if they actually attack civilians, they're going to make us want to fight. And when yeah. we like, want look to at fight, nine, Look we what happened in 9-11, dude. Exactly. Everybody exactly. fucking got pissed but off. But if they say, hey, look, <laughs> our problems are just with your government and how they've been treating with us, treating mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. we don't have any problems with you. Like, seriously, if y'all stopped, we would stop. Like, we just want to be left alone. Because that's how it really is. They just want to be fucking left alone. But... Fucking A. We just can't. <laughs> it, I saw this meme today. It was, it was like, um, uh, it was a scene from The Office. And he's like, uh, Iran was talking. And Iran says, I just want you to get out. Just leave. Just get out. And and then he's like, well, no. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay even harder. <laughs> like, For real? <laughs> no, talking about the U.S. U.S. is just going mm-hmm. to stay even harder now. Screw you. Mm-hmm. Now that you want me to leave. That's no. Insane. It's stupid, man. It's really fucking stupid. Like, this whole thing is just... 
I'm done with it. I'm fucking done with it. Honestly, it's been really hard to look at the news lately. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I'm so fucking tired of seeing this shit. I'm tired of seeing Trump apologists, man. I'm family members with one. I know Mm. everybody's got one, right? Everyone has one. Yeah, lots of them. You have one in your family at least? Oh, God, yeah. You do too, right? Okay. Okay. At least I'm among... Or at least my immediate um, people. Extended family. I have family that work for the state. Like my boss. I deal with him every day. Yeah. Um... I, I do not. I honestly do not understand how to confront and deal with a Trump supporter. Uh, this one's been tricky. They don't. They're not listening because at all. they I attacked us first. This is Trump supporters think that it's literally a, a matter of national defense. You know that it's so crazy. It's in our best interest to do this for our safety. But uh, no, no, no. It, it's not okay. The government is saying that it's in the best interest. It's for national security, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the best interest interest of national security. What that literally translates over to, because national security is not Karen at Dairy Queen. You know, national. That's not what they think of when they say national security. <laughs> Karen at Dairy Queen. No, it's it's not it's not Billy at the ball game. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's not <laughs> Davy at fucking Walmart. You know, it's it's that's not what do, national means to them. It's not Derek at the fucking Coke den. Oh fuck! <laughs> I guess it's better than Walmart. <laughs> but no, what what they're talking about is the fucking empire. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the American empire. Yeah, the the world order empire. Like national security, literally means like the security of the government. And their interests. Oh yeah, I I hundred percent believe you. It's it's a hun- well, I'm pretty much pulling this straight off of, out of Dave Smith's mouth. So <laughs> don't yeah. believe me. I mean, he, he he talks to Scott Horton, and Scott Horton's who's passed it off to him. So this is all like tertiary what, knowledge. Way and shit. smarter guys than us. Yeah, Scott Horton. <laughs> Scott Horton's fucking. I I wish I could listen to him. <laughs> like for some reason, I can't just, sit down and listen to his podcast. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> But dude, we we are. I do consider ourselves very lucky, though, to be on the other side of the pond a mm. lot of the times. Oh yeah, I don't want to live Fuck in Paris yes. right now or no. London. No, you no. know, I don't no, want to be over there with all these fucking acid attacks. Well, see, that's just it. A lot of these fucking guys over there in Europe right now are Syrians mm-hmm. who are going to be allies with Iran. Mm-hmm. Think about the consequences of that. Well, why do you think they're going to be allies with Iran? Aren't they Because uh, Bashar al-Assad is already allies with Iran. He's mm. already said that he would stand with them. They've pretty much already announced their coalition. It was Iran mm. and Assad that's been kicking ISIS's ass. It was us that was fucking funding them and giving them weapons. Yeah. As we always do, though. Yeah. I know. Fucking and here's the thing though it's like the it's it's all about the between the the Sunnis and the Shias, right? I don't even know what the fuck any of that means. Pretty much like the only big difference you need to take away from the Sunnis and Shias is one is more, uh, one is more like the Sunnis is like Saudi Arabia, so they're more about like economics, I guess. Money. Where Shias are more about the actual religion part. They're more fundamentalist, Islamic. So every time I like hear this kind of th- th- that kind of language, I'm like, this is all bullshit straight from the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's like the factions of religious groups or whatever the fuck. Right, they are. right, right. And I'm just like, it, 
I, I turn it off completely. <laughs> Your eyes just glaze over. Well, like, yeah, I'm just I'm fall asleep. Done. I don't give their, a shit. Their their origins came from a belief on which person was the actual like uh um which person was the best like prophet of Muhammad or whatever. Like there was Muhammad and then there was like guys under him. So the guy who sucked Muhammad's dick the best. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I guess you could say that. But uh <laughs> It all it all really comes down to, like, the creation of Israel, because like everything was pretty jelly, you know, in the in the fucking Middle East before then. Yeah, they had they had some infighting amongst themselves. So blame the Jews. No, <laughs> that's what I hear. Blame the Jews. Blame blame the people the people in World War One that gave them the state or World War Two World War Two all the people that won World War Two, and then gave. Redrew the Britain. They redrew yeah. all the lines in the Middle at East at random. At random, dude. Have you yeah. saw, saw the fucking map? Yeah, divided up where the culture like... sits, and then where the fucking <laughs> border sits. <laughs> like, and you wonder, like, fuck? why the fuck are they fighting? Oh, <laughs> here's exactly why. Because they want their borders to go around their cultures. And also, who in the goddamn fuck says that they get to draw the fucking lines in another country? Right. What the fuck is that kind of shit? Oh. A completely different group of people. They're not even the same fucking skin color. Yeah, and what really gets me off, gets me like fucking pissed off about the like Palestinian Israeli bullshit is the fact that the Palestinians are the just the Jews that <clears throat> never left. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're just the Jews that never left. They decided to convert to Islam instead of leaving their land. Hmm. So they converted to Islam, kept the land, and then a thousand years later. Here comes the you know all these superpowers coming in. It's like, hey, get the fuck out! <laughs> we're giving it to the Jews, and they're like, we're the Jews. We just follow Muhammad now. They're like, no, that's not real. <laughs> fuck off! Oh my huh. God. <laughs> you don't believe in Yahweh, bitch. <laughs> Move. <coughs> so <coughs> move so, out, Chelway. So yeah, they, and then they agreed to this two-state solution. That made no sense. And it it doesn't. And it do, and they never even implemented it to where they could actually have two governments within the same area. This is why I despise, and I can't stand to have this oh. conversation with people that we are, you know, being policemen of the world. Mm. The, and I don't understand why so many people are down for us to be policemen of the world. Did you know that the fucking Coast Guard went and fought Somali pirates? Oh my god! In Africa, Vermin just asked if. Uh... We can call him. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we've been fucking waiting on you, bro. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, so for those who didn't pay attention or read the episode description <laughs> or anything, we're about to have Vermin Supreme on. Yeah. Can you say something really quick? Yeah, sure. Hello. Hi. How are you? Oh, okay. There Hooray. we go. Yeah, we figured it out. We can hear you very well now. Oh. You're actually louder than Davey, which Thanks. is quite a feat. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up the old volume knob, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's unfortunate that we have a uh, a boomer that knows more about technology. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've heard you uh, are working on time travel technology, is that correct? Well, I, I, I subcontract all that shit. I don't, I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a boondoggle, yeah. frankly. You know, I mean, that's uh, I don't, I don't really see it going anywhere. <laughs> but we'll just spread out a lot and spread it out amongst all the congressional <laughs> districts, and uh, everybody will have a stake on it. Yeah, I like that. I can get behind that. A little bit of collectivism, you know? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, man. So, um, 
what we do on our podcast is with our guests like you uh, is <coughs> we don't really necessarily try to frame this as a straight up interview. We're just going to more or less uh, kind of hang out and banter with you. Yeah, we're shitty interviewers, but we're good at hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> also, we tried to get a bunch of questions from people, but no one knew who you were or cared. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll certainly get a lot out of this interview, I'm sure. It's not an interview because we're merely hanging out. Um, so that that's the premise of your uh, of your, your 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 show. I hesitate to call it a show. Is it a show? Yes, yes, it's a it's podcast. A, it's a libertarian friendship simulator. Yes, oh, okay, very good, very good, and uh, li- libertarian in nature. That's that's good to very. Yeah, I tried to prep for this. I mean, we are the Burning Boots podcast, of course. Um, you are not a boot burner. You're more of a, a wearer, I suppose, right? I have one of my meme makers is working on a meme uh, with my boot uh, as the torch of the uh, Libertarian Party logo. Jesus Christ, that's great. <laughs> that's what you need, dude. Do put that on a shirt and I'll buy one. <laughs> you, you know the Libertarian, uh, their their logo with the torch and the little the, the flame. Yeah, yeah, herb, yeah. yeah. Fuck that is. Um, yeah, I got somebody making a. It's like my boot, but it has a little flame on top. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, technically it's a burning boot. So sure. Oh well, the day you uh, put yeah, that dude. as a shirt or something, I will buy it. That dude, how do you great. even get a boot to fit on your head? I mean, because that's that's got to be like custom made, right? I, it's a rubber boot. You ever tried to fucking fit a rubber boot over your head? It doesn't work okay, that off way. The shelf, absolutely off the shelf. Uh, uh, it's the Tingly Rainwear uh, Company is the uh, boot that I've uh, settled on after oh. many years. Uh, look them up. It's an over boot. Uh, it's not an actual boot. Uh, it's a, it's sort of like mm. a rubber for your shoe. It's it, and you pull it all the way over your boot to keep your boot dry. Um, and and what size uh, is that? Uh, that particular one is is giant. Uh, is the size of that? <laughs> <laughs> have you have you thought about getting a yellow boot for the Libertarian Party? Uh, no, no. I, then I might be confused for Dan Berman at a distance. Yeah. You don't want to compete with Dan on that one, right? Well, that's his turf. Yes, this is true. This is true. Um, all right, <laughs> I, you got me there. I, in the Vermin Cave, uh, I do have any number of, of boots for any number of, uh, uh, of uh, various uh, Mortal Kombat combat uh, scenarios, of course. Uh, <laughs> much like Batman, you, you got to think Batman, but with boots, and you, you're you and, psh, and the steam and all that, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I had to show Kyle the uh, the twenty twenty the twenty twelve <laughs> Democratic debate in New Hampshire. That was the first video I ever saw of you <laughs> of your antics. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that, that was shit. that was art, absolute classic. I don't know who cut that video either, but it was great. Yes, I mean it was a full length uh, debate. If you watch the debate, uh, there's a lot of interesting. Yeah. Uh, bits of pieces of me uh, leaning in on Randall Terry, giving him the stink eye, uh, mimicking him <laughs> while he's uh, answering questions. Um, yes, I, he was a very annoying person to me, and I really uh, he really had a couple. <laughs> what, what do you and Jesus have against Randall Terry in the first place? Well, I mean, he's a serious, hardcore, uh, anti-abortion, uh, uh, fetus fetishist, um, anti-gay. Uh, his son was gay. He disowned his son because he was gay. Uh, uh, his activism included actually uh, using a human fetus at one point uh, that he threw at somebody or dangled at somebody. Uh, he's just a, a real nasty person in, in wow. my, my estimation. 
Um, now, of course, we do have a professional relationship, and uh, so that that's that's good. Um, I actually met him one time, uh, in, I think it was two thousand and four, at the uh, Boston uh, Democratic National Convention. I was there. I was uh, doing my uh, usual bit where I, I will uh, work a, a crowd, a big long line of people waiting to get into an event, and it's uh, welcome to checkpoint. I think it was. Uh, Romney then or checkpoint Obama. Um, please be, uh, please have your security credentials ready for a media inspection. Please have your dental records ready for casual perusal. Please remove your shoes for national security. Please be- loosen your belt, uh, drop your pants, bend over and spread your cheeks and be prepared for the TSA full body cavity rectal search. Remember it will, <laughs> it will keep you safe from terrorists and it's the, it's part of Obamacare. And uh, I'll do that for a few hours because I'm easily entertained. And um, <laughs> so, Vermin, yeah. uh, the very first time I met you was uh, at a comic convention in Orlando. Oh. Uh, it was uh, right when the Libertarian Party was having the 2016 uh, National Convention in Orlando, which I was not involved with the Libertarian Party at the time. So I didn't even know what was going on. But I was at a comic convention and I just saw you walking around with a giant fucking toothbrush. And uh, I had to go talk to you. <laughs> and I was like, I, this, that was my first uh, time, time being exposed to uh, the time traveler. Was that the first time you went to a libertarian thing? I never, I didn't go to a libertarian thing. Oh, I'm sorry. It was I'm a sorry. comic, comic. Convention. That's right. I keep forgetting. I thought it was at a libertarian thing. Did you poke your head in? Did you check out the convention at all? Uh, no, because I didn't know it was even there. <laughs> <laughs> he just saw this, this awesome looking dude with a big old fucking exactly. toothbrush. <laughs> fucking wizard. Uh, but I do have to ask: Are you? We are. We're based in Florida. Are you going to be at the uh, Florida convention at the end of February? Um, you know, I am not absolutely sure. Um, I know it's a, it's a possibility. Um, I I, I got to check my scheduling and my calendar. Um, I, I I hardly even know where I'm going to be these days. My 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 people tell me where I need to go, and I go there. It's a beautiful and very interesting type of uh, campaign. Uh, it's it's uh, very unusual. It's very different than any other campaign i've run of course uh, in the past uh, it's all been imaginary it's, it hasn't been real you know i as I, i've run as a democrat and a republican i've come in third and fourth in the new hampshire primaries uh but of course i was neither a republican nor a democrat uh but in this instance uh seeking a libertarian party nomination i'm a libertarian so it's it's a very different campaign and i have a serious uh campaign staff and a campaign management and uh state uh, coordinators around the country and uh, it's at a level that I never could have imagined uh, that my imaginary campaign would have gone. And uh, so there is that. that hmm. I mean, you talk about 2012. I mean, yeah, 2012 was just a full tilt uh, goof, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it definitely. Well, we need you at the uh, Florida convention uh, at the end of uh, February. Well, but if, if I. That'd be a lot of fun. Send one of my uh, one of my many sur- surrogates. Uh, uh, sort of like Santa's little helpers. I have a few elves, uh, mainly uh, Spike Cohen, of course, <laughs> is my vice presidential candidate, and uh, and he's been making some, <laughs> making the rounds on my behalf. Very we don't want any secondhand bullshit down here in Florida. Will you settle for a, a hologram? <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a fucking hologram. <laughs> so, so, Vermin, let me ask you something. Sure, shoot. Are you a wizard or... Are you homeless? Um, I have a home, and yes, I'm a wizard. Okay, cool. 
Awesome. There you go. That's what it's, I wanted to know. That's all I wanted to know. Is there a Mrs. Vermin Supreme? Um, yes. Yes, there is. Uh, me and my wife have been uh, married it's nice. 30 years. Um, we live in a little house in the woods up here in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, very rustic lifestyle. Uh, very low rent lifestyle. Uh, we've arranged our our being. Uh, 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 we have no no kids, no pets, and no credit card debts. And that has allowed us to live a very... Uh, a very low impact, uh, low rent lifestyle for a number of years. Oh, excellent. yeah, that seems like the dream. That seems kind of for me right now to be kind of unobtainable almost. I mean, it just seems hard to get to. I guess I've just kind of uh, got myself into, I don't know, the kind of occupation that I have and where I live and everything is just kind of dug myself into that hole. It would be kind of the dream to get to that point, it's though. A serious treadmill to to get on. It's hard to get off once you're on there for sure. Um, you know, once huh. you've got uh, X number of bills and you do the calculations and you have to have X number of hours to, of work to make it work. And, you know, personally, I've, I've looked at some of these, you know, these high rent cities and I just do not know how people can do that, how, how they can make that work. You know, how many hours do you have to work a week just to meet, meet your basic minimal requirements? And then of course, uh, there, there's, you know, you don't have the, any time for creative pursuits. I mean, you're lucky to, make some food and watch some TV and, and crash, you know? It's, uh, yeah. It's kind of depressing sounding, honestly. It's fast paced, probably lots of stress and medication <laughs> that yeah. comes with that sort of lifestyle, you know? Yeah. You know, where we're at is, uh, <laughs> nice and, uh, you know, cow fields and shit like that. Yeah. Literal shit everywhere <laughs> where we live. Yeah. Cow shit. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is awesome. Speaking so. of cow shit, one of our, one of our, uh, listeners had a question for you. Oh shit! An actual question from Elizabeth? an actual question. A question, yeah. Are ponies for everyone considered redistribution of wealth, or do you have a source for these free ponies? Are ponies for everyone considered redistribution of wealth, or do you have a source for oh, these free ponies? Most certainly not. No, I, I do not represent or stand for uh, uh, redistribution of wealth or, or not. That sounds suspiciously like some sort of socialism or communism and i'm not certainly not, <laughs> not, no uh, or at least only the stateless variety mind you only the stateless variety can i can i accept in uh in my socialism but uh, to get directly to your question let me tell you this it seems to be that there might be a fundamental misunderstanding of ponynomics 101 now friends once we all have our ponies once universal pony distribution has occurred then we will have equity in the ponies that we own. Because once you own something, you have equity in it. Now, once we have equity in our ponies, then we will be able to borrow against it. Because if you own something, you have equity and you can borrow against it. And so we will be creating a class of pony-based debt. Um, and of course, as you know, debt is a very critical part of the economy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good sector of the economy is uh, debt-based. Um, the banks uh, all their money off of debt. Uh, the government obviously makes money off their debt. Um, the more you owe the people, uh, the more debt uh, is in the economy. And, of course, uh, America owes trillions of dollars of debt. Um, so debt, you can buy debt. You can sell debt. It's we owe the most debt. Thing. And so what we will be doing is creating essentially a, a bubble, a, a pony debt bubble, if you will. And, of course, as you know, a bubble in your economy is just an amazing thing. It means that the economy is humming right along. It means all cylinders are firing. Wall Street's making money. Everybody's making money. Bubbles are amazing. 
The problem with many of these bubbles is that they burst. But let me assure you this, friends, that this particular pony bubble is going to be steel belted and reinforced and last forever. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. So, okay, that's a. I want to get back to the original <laughs> question. The original question had to do, uh, you know, the, the, about the free ponies. Now, of course, they're free ponies. I mean, what is there not to understand about that? It's a lot of people say vermin. Are, I mean, mm. are we going to be really using currency uh, ponies as currency? And I say, of course, that would be ridiculous until we can make them very, very small. Um, and I do have scientists, <laughs> by the way. Um, and of course, the other thing is that they are free ponies. And where do free ponies come from? If you are asking me where free ponies are coming from, um, if the if the caller, if the if the typer really wants to know, um, I do indeed have the answer, and it is as follows: When a boy pony. <laughs> especially if the girl pony is in heat or estrus and they might take a little liking to one another so they might want to be alone or go off to a corner of the paddock and uh and the uh boy pony will mount the girl pony in this special pony hug and the the pony penis will uh become erect it will it will come out of the of the pony sheet and uh, this big old pony dick, I guess you call it the vernacular. <laughs> the, the girl, the female pony, uh, pony vagina, you see, and uh, goes in there deep because it's a pretty long dong. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, the, the, uh, a few moments of pony passion. Uh, and that's usually enough to ejaculate a, a couple cups or, or maybe even a gallon of, of pony jizz. Uh, or sperm, or <laughs> ejaculate, I guess, uh, and uh, and then uh, the the sperm swim towards the uh, female pony's uh, ovum, and the egg is uh, 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 fertilized, and the cell division starts to occur, and uh, approximately uh, thirteen months later, uh, a free pony uh, is produced. Thank you. So, it's, so it's like slow moving Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or slow moving organic Bitcoin. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. So ponies are just IRL blockchain. <laughs> the meat chain. Yeah, the meat chain. Oh. Hey, Vermin, uh, some of our uh, some of our listeners had some more questions for you. What is your favorite gun? Uh, what is my favorite gun? Guns of fun. I love all guns equally. I, I cannot possibly decide between the. Many, many guns that we can choose from. Laser guns, I like laser guns. I like uh, guns that go bang. I like guns that go boom. <laughs> I like guns. I like you. <laughs> so uh, how do you find that uh, mandatory toothbrushing laws fit in the ideology of libertarianism? Well, once again, we must keep in mind that that is only to if you take it such a thing literally. If you t are taking my presentation literally, you could have some difficulties. As you know, and I hate to break the this to you, and uh, unfortunately my run for the Libertarian uh, Party nomination has forced me to break this fourth wall and drop character and all. And so I must say that I am a highly respected political satirist and the Mandatory toothbrushing law is, in fact, satire. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, whenever I looked up your uh, platform on your website, I was uh, happy to see you have a very genuine and like well-written 
um, heartfelt platform. Very, and it, you know, I liked it. It kind of struck me as very principled libertarian response. Well, thank you. I mean, we, we're definitely trying to make that happen. I mean, of course, the, uh, um, you know, the, the free ponies, uh, the, the whole uh, mandatory toothbrushing laws, I've been uh, working those, uh, those themes for many years uh, to make a certain point about uh, various things. And, um, you know, in, in these days, uh, in 2016, it's gotten to the point where uh, if you type in Chris Christie and um, Vermin Supreme, you will see a video uh, where I asked him if he supported, number one, mandatory toothbrushing. He said he thought it, uh, toothbrush was important. And then I asked him if he supported uh, a step. free ponies for all Americans. And he said, no, he hated free ponies, uh, at which point I immediately wow. him a pony hater. And uh, and then uh, <laughs> some, some time passed uh, in that event and they threw me out and they uh, chased me off the property. Uh, but at the end, we had this short encounter where as he was getting into his limousine, um, I yelled out, Chris Christie. Why do you hate ponies? He responded to me, I don't hate ponies. I just hate free ponies. You have to earn your pony. <laughs> so uh, he, he said that. I mean, he's still a pony hater, and he still dropped out of the race the next day, pretty much. And um, I also had a very good <laughs> uh, with Ted Cruz, um, and I asked Ted Cruz about the ponies. He said he li- his, his daughters loved ponies, and then I asked him about the mandatory toothbrushing law. And uh, he once again uh, turned it inside out and threw it back at me, uh, claiming that, no, he was against the nanny state and there shouldn't be anything mandatory, blah, blah, blah. Um, so sadly, it seems like even the, even the politicians are getting um, the underlying themes and messages of what I've been talking about for so long. I then asked him if he was going to uh, waterboard the uh, water, uh, uh, fluoridate the water for waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but how much is a pony? Holy like a thousand dollars? Doesn't Andrew Yang want to give everybody that much a month? Well, the free ponies are free, <laughs> right? <laughs> we must give everyone a. Th- oh, I see. So it doesn't even. Oh, of course, it doesn't even cost any money to create a free pony. So what so, you're saying is sense. we start we start with the ponies that we have in circulation right now, <laughs> and pass those out to certain people, and as they you know increase in number, then we just keep passing it out. It's not like we're going to mandatory. <laughs> farming of ponies and then you know just pass them out there, all at once will of course be a, a massive uh, pony uh, reproduction uh, push of course i mean there, there will be clonies there will be uh, ponies being cloned known as clonies um we will be uh, implanting uh, pony clones all sorts of uh, mammals perhaps even human we, do, we just don't know if the science is there just yet uh but we're certainly working on it um uh could i read a, a, a short uh, <laughs> excerpt from my uh book i pony blueprint for, for a new america which addresses this issue would that be okay wow. you've got a fucking book oh yes it's called i pony blueprint for a new america it's a uh, look at the future uh longer after a vermin supreme presidency after everybody has their ponies after zombie power fuels the nation after the secret dental police have set up checkpoints every couple hundred yards it's a warning from the people of the future to you, the people of their past, your present, that Vermin Supreme is a madman and must be stopped. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's available on, uh, on our, at our campaign store. Uh, if you go to verminsupreme2020.com, uh, you can check out the, uh, the campaign uh, merch store. And uh, that book is certainly available. It's a uh, novella. It has some amazing artwork, um, a lot of illustrations. And it also has the infamous um, pony uh, erotica uh, chapter uh, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I read. 
All right, so I'll buy your book and I'll buy your. <laughs> Hell yeah, we'll uh, put a link to burning in the, boot uh, shirt. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. Oh, that would be good. That'd be good to your book. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. I'm so a few paragraphs from this. Uh, uh, some have called it the greatest story ever ever told. So uh, here we go. There were harsh political realities when President for Life Vermin the First took office. At the time of his ascent to the White House, there were over three hundred million Americans in America's previous borders. At the time, there were only 200,000 ponies in the whole country. It was a recipe for civil unrest. And these were not just political realities, friends. These were reality realities. There was a very stark choice to be made. On the table, would it be the mass execution of some 299,700,000-plus Americans in order to achieve proper pony-human parity? Or would it be something else? Vermin Supreme's misspoken claim during his inauguration to faithfully execute the American people was sounding visionary. It is certainly <laughs> true that such a mass execution would create jobs. It would also lessen the country's dependence on foreign oil. It would be good for the environment. Although there were some drawbacks to consider, mostly there were merely questions of ethics and public relations. During <laughs> this time of widespread civil unrest, all options were on the table. The dental high command was put on high alert. The dental re-education camps were readied. Homeland Dental Security coordinated with the nation's dental police departments. The militarization of America's dental police forces had been a great idea that it was about to pay off in lower incidents of gum disease nationwide. There were riots in the streets of numerous cities. Pulsating water pick cannons knocked the rioters off their feet and knocked a plaque right off of their teeth. The population was <laughs> their ponies, ponies that were nowhere in sight. It was a time of heightened international tensions. No one would have blamed Tyrant Supreme if he had ordered the National Dental Guard to carry out a full-scale massacre of the civilian population. It was high time, actually, the veneer of civility that had protected Americans from such real <laughs> political unrest for quite some time was wearing thin. The quaint and oft-repeated notion that it can't happen here was truly just a lack of imagination. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey. So, in your in your ideal um, world, okay, nine out of ten dentists agree on one brand of toothpaste. What do you do to number ten? Well, it would be harsh. It would be swift and harsh, and that is what the dental re-education centers are for. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vermin, uh, when and what made you realize you're a libertarian? Uh, well. I have been told that I have always been a libertarian. I did not know this, but it's true. People tell me that. Um, I began identifying as a libertarian uh, probably just the, the past uh, several years. Um, I come from uh, the, more of the tradition of, uh, of left anarchism. Um, I had considered myself a social anarchist, which I do not find incompatible uh, with the uh, libertarian uh, concepts, uh, near as I can tell, uh, because I've always been against the state, terribly against the state. Um, and I've always uh, uh, felt that uh, I've always uh, 
abided by the non-aggression principle. Uh, uh, the you, you you being someone you being someone on the left. Let me just ask you something real quick, sure. sir. You coming from a, a place of you know left anarchism? What do you? How do you define ownership? Um, myself personally, I really don't worry about that shit. People could own shit. What the fuck do I care? Okay, I mean that's pretty fair. I guess so. How do you? Where Where does the left anarchist <coughs> distinction come from? Then I believe that the the you know there the, the a lot of the the left anarchists um, you know make this distinction between uh, your your toothbrush and and property and and I know there's certainly arguments that, that are made against uh, the legitimacy of property and the legitimacy of property claims, um, which sort of mm-hmm. yeah, and a lot of people believe that like property is theft when you're on the left. Um, I, I don't go that far. That, that, that's 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 just a handy slogan uh, for some, I suppose. Uh, but I think it gets in the way of uh, of the left and the right anarchists uh, communicating and uh, trying to figure mm. out uh, how we can mo- uh, best battle the state. Uh, I believe that uh, both flavors of anarchy are uh, essentially utopian. I believe we uh, all have a, a vision of uh, what a perfect uh, post-state society looks like. Um, I think many people uh, would agree that it's uh, out of necessity. It's going to be a very decentralized um society um i believe that it will right. be a, a whole host of micro societies i mean I, I look back in the day you know america's recent history you know 40 50 60 years ago i mean you know i live in a, i live in a town and in this town there's like these sections of town and each of those sections of town at one point had pretty much everything that you needed to exist in that area um, you know, you had a little grocery store. If you needed your shoe repaired, there was a cobbler. Um, if you needed clothing made, it, it, it was all happening right there. I mean, if, if people didn't have to travel, uh, you know, 30 miles to a Walmart or, or something. And then, of course, then all this uh, incredible centralization happened. At, at one point in America's recent history, people were growing their own food. Everybody grew their own food or, or was able to, to trade for their own food in, in a very uh, regional way. And, uh, right, right. There was farms everywhere. Farms everywhere, and and but you know, and then it just started getting consolidated. Uh, everything got bought up and became owned by fewer and fewer um, entities, and uh, and people became. Yeah, now the state's paying farmers not to farm shit here, right. and and most of those uh, farmers are, are giant agribiz uh, entities, and um, so I, I think it's really made our communities uh, less strong. It's it's made our families. Uh, weaker, and I, and I believe that uh, you know, and I, I think most of us agree that uh, this decentralization would need to occur for it to actually uh, function properly. I mean, I believe that uh, you know that the, the government gets away gets in the way of uh, of communities being strong and, and uh, families being stronger. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I, I it's it's me, Grampy Vermin, telling you. About no, man, it's <laughs> fucking well said, though, yeah. man. I, I see you're the uh, kind of. Uh... Quote, left anarchists that I can get along with. Yeah, right. that's what I wanted to say, because all the uh, not to not to step on what you were going to say. But I mean, I typically would not want to identify with a far left anarchist. I, the types that I usually communicate with have nothing to want and nothing to do with me, want nothing to do with private property and so on and so forth. So it's rare to find a anarchist who is willing to, you know, find sides with, you know, someone on our side, which is more private property, Rothbardian anarchist. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm reality based. I mean, I, I see we, we where we live is is where we live. What it is is what it is. I mean, we, we can only change things so far, and everything else is uh, purely theoretical. 
And uh, wh- why get caught up in this these theoretical arguments? You know, well, well, what if this happened and what if that happened? And let's just try and figure out, you know, what we can do to uh, to disengage from the state, which is always it has been an, uh, another ongoing theme uh, for me. Is you know, I've always felt that. Um, you know, the only way that we can really well, disengage ourselves from the state is by picking up the slack, by creating the, the, by duplicating the functions, by, by helping people who need it, by being responsible for ourselves and each other and our communities. Uh, yeah. I guess we do have a, 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 at least a similar definition of the state then. Um, yeah. Cause I don't know. That's good. I'm glad to hear it though. I mean, it, I mean, my thing is that it's, it's more about being anti-authoritarian. I mean, Yes, that's sort of how I yes. was exposed to anarchy. Well, I mean, really, I learned everything I, I know about anarchy pretty much from the Rainbow Gatherings. Do y'all know the Rainbow Gatherings? No, is that where they're they're unicorns? Um, pretty much, it's uh, the Rainbow Family of Living Love and Light. It's been going on for over forty years now, um, and it happens in a different national forest every year. And uh, essentially, it, it consists of uh, ten to twenty thousand um, uh, mainly hippies. I guess you could stereotype it as hippies out in the woods. It's an anarchistic. Organize, organism. They don't consider themselves such, but uh, on any given day, you'll find three or 4,000 people sitting in concentric circles waiting for dinner. There could be up a, a hundred different kitchens up in the woods. All of these kitchens send down five-gallon buckets of food. The food goes around the circle. Everybody gets fed. Uh, the magic hat goes around. The magic hat is uh, because it's a non-commercial event, because uh, that's what it takes to exercise our First Amendment's uh, rights on the land. Uh, people throw the money into the hat. The money is counted by the banking council. It's announced in the middle of the circle. Uh, complete transparency. Anybody can be on the banking council. Anybody can be on any of these councils. Um, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the money goes to the supply. Supply meets with the kitchen council the next morning. The kitchen council has all its uh, representatives giving them the shopping list. And they, then they go over with, you know their problems for the day or how they can make more food or whatever. Supply goes, gets the food, brings it to the kitchen. It goes out to the kitchens, turns into food, and goes back around this circle. That happens two weeks uh, every year in a national forest. It also uh, purchases miles, literally miles, of water pipe. Uh, we tap springs. Um, Holy crap. It's a, it's a non-commercial event in the woods, It's uh, and nobody's in charge. And it, it has a myriad of different functions, and everything gets done simply because people get together in a voluntary fashion and get it done. Oh, we need to dig a shitter. Okay, here's a shovel. Want to go dig a shitter with me? And we go dig a big slit trench latrine and and make it clean and happy. Um, after the gathering, how long does it last? Uh, generally, about two weeks. Um, the the ga- and then the gathering d- cleans itself up, and everything is recycled, and and people pick up every last cigarette butt, and then they renaturalize the land, uh, break up anything that's been compacted, uh, reseed it with natural seeds, and a few years down the road, you could not tell that uh, that many people were there. Um, on the Fourth of July, uh, there is a, a big hand holding in a circle and a big ohm, and it's sort of a, a, a prayer for world peace. Uh, it's not it's not a cult, but we do allow cults to attend. We always have uh, Christians, and the, the Christians show up, and they usually have kitchens. Um, and it's a pretty amazing thing, and uh, it is where I learned everything uh, about anarchy because you you live it. It's a, it's a community. It's a temporary autonomous zone and so for the first several years i was able to uh, learn to be a clown and i was pushing my uh clowning skills uh, to the limit and what could be ridiculous and funny for the people Hmm. and i was doing talent shows and so i was learning the skills of like uh commanding crowds and stuff 
And then after a few years, I also realized that some of the very important functions that uh, our little community provides for itself is security. And so I was able to start uh, turning towards uh, our security forces, uh, which uh, uh, we call Shante Cena. In a- so you were clown security. Were you like holding an MP5 in a, with a big old red nose? And like a and like a fucking water balloon. <laughs> uh, sometimes, I mean, there was a lot of uh, crisis intervention. Uh, it's sort of like a, a glorified camp counseling, if you will. Uh, but well, one of the things that we also do is uh, provide escorts for the media, not sexual escorts, uh, but you know we escort them through and make sure they stay out of trouble. Be a lot cooler if you did. And we escort cops, <laughs> and so we do cop walks, and so a lot oh, of wow. times because there's a. Uh, the cops, uh, the incident command team can spend up to a million dollars a year uh, to come and screw with these gatherings and create incidents. Uh, they'll set up roadblocks. Uh, we've been, it's been an ongoing uh, battle for years. Uh, the federal government has been trying to get the family to uh, uh, sign permits, uh, which we maintain. No one can be responsible for anybody other than themselves in a very libertarian fashion and uh, that you can't yeah, that's, that's, permit on behalf of everybody else. Um, that's something I just really don't get is how the government just will not let you just fucking be left alone. That's because they think that they own all the property. Right. Yeah. Anything that's taxed. Just the fact they own it. Yeah. It's this assumption of ownership Mm -hmm. over shit. It pisses me off. Citizens, I believe, is what they believe. The government believes they can control their citizens. Um, Yeah. Isn't isn't suicide illegal? Don't you? Isn't (laughs) aren't you enforced to wear a seatbelt? (laughs) <laughs> right. So the rainbow yeah. gathering is where I learned a very uh, important skill, uh, and that skill was uh, dealing with cops. I would spend eight hours a day walking with cops, uh, trying to keep them out of trouble, trying to smooth out shit between them and the hippies, and uh, propagandize them, trying to explain to them what they were experiencing. And um, had a lot of very interesting discussions over the years. And uh, those were skills that I was able to bring out into Riot World, um, out to the political demonstrations. Um, and I was able to eventually discover that I could, uh, there's this space between protesters and cops and it's, uh, it's a vacuum and essentially anything can happen. And I discovered that if I insert myself in there and, uh, start acting in a calm, rational manner, but, uh, within a humorous fashion that, um, I can change things up and, uh, that's, it's a hobby of mine and uh, I've been able to, uh, keep the peace in a, in a number of various situations. And, uh, I, I like to read. Ever thought about donating your time to the citizens of Hong Kong? They could use somebody to talk to the cops for them. Uh, true. They, they, they seem to be uh, <laughs> getting together all sorts of interesting systems them, themselves though. Um, the, the one time I did do a bilingual uh, presentation was up in Quebec, uh, during one of the, uh, WTO summits. And, um, and because some of it is like just uh, keeping the crowd, trying to avoid crowd panic. That's number one. And you can do that by uh, simply uh, letting the people know what's going on because so many people, it's their first demonstration. They don't know what to expect. Uh, so I like to make them feel welcome and let them know uh, what sort of crowd control uh, could be used on them and how to respond accordingly and walk, don't run and watch your friends and, uh, you know, just letting people know that they have an exit because uh, sometimes they, people feel like they might be surrounded and freak out. And uh, so you can avoid a lot of uh, horrifying things there. And then uh, I like to read uh, from crowd control manuals to the police and uh, to try and train them up, let them know what I expect of them uh, as a citizen and make it clear what I expect of an occupying force that I I want some very professional. Sorry to interrupt. Where do these crowd control manuals come from? 
Um, essentially, I, I've used them from the FBI, uh, from the military. So it's actually their manuals. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. It's totally sourced. It's uh, material from the military. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's a lot of the, you know, I edit it. Sure. I mean, it's propaganda in a way because I, I've t- taken the, the bits that I think, uh, are the ones that I want to emphasize. Um, uh-huh. but I think it's also, it's legitimate. You know, I, I'm letting them know actually what, I mean, there's this one that the FBI puts out that explains how this, the riot cops roll in and, and they're all scary and have this amazing intimidating effect that lasts for about two minutes. And then the crowd starts looking for something to do, and and then their their shields become missile magnets, and then they have nothing, no mm. choice. Uh, but and they it, the situation loses, get, gets out of control, and the police start rioting, and um, so it's a it's a thing, it's a thing that I do in riot world, um, and I've had a lot of success with it, and uh, I've had a point in that particular uh, project that uh, sometimes when I ask for the commanding officer of a platoon of riot cops to come and talk to me and tell me what the fuck they're trying to do. They often will. And because <laughs> they think I'm in charge because I have a boot on my head. It's fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hey, speaking of that, I got a quick question for you. Yes. I got a quick question for you, Berman. Yes. What, what do you think is in your opinion is the most practical way of turning a pro police person and like pro state? How would you turn them into a libertarian? Like what is your, what is your, uh, strategy for talking to a statist <laughs> oh good Im- yeah imagine a pro-trump person who is just like oh trump's got this he the, he just uh what he assassinated that guy good he, that guy was a threat to american life and american public life Tr- trump saved you you should be thinking you should be sucking his asshole right now <laughs> yeah what would you say to that guy well, I just might get that guy to stop. Well, uh, when, at a Trump rally up in New, up in New Hampshire a, a while back, uh, there was one gentleman who was uh, not pro-Trump enough, and I was able to get the crowd to uh, chant at him, suck Trump's dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, dude. <laughs> so, so I, I, think, I think I would be tempted to either turn it around or turn it upside down or turn it inside out. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it just depends on, on the level, how, the level of brainwash or gung ho and how much effort I see yeah. to put into such a thing. I mean, usually I don't <laughs> want to put that much effort into it. So it's much easier just to <laughs> turn it inside out. Um, uh, now, of course, if, uh, you know, as a, as a nominee, uh, in more of a long form and if I'm making presentations and the like, there is such a, a wealth of just real life every day evidence that the the police are not your friends um you know it's just a matter of opening up the the daily newspaper pretty much and and uh, i don't know mm-hmm. how many any reasonable person can uh, seize upon those things and uh and believe that they're really necessary in the need for civil order so vermin if uh for some reason the delegates in austin are completely fucking retarded and choose someone like lincoln chafee will you run independently um you know i had really uh considered that possibility um i i've i've sort of my mind i want to certainly support the the nominee of the libertarian party and i certainly want to continue my uh uh one of my goals to help grow the party and uh bring young people into the party um i believe uh if the people to choose Lincoln Chafee, well, I, f- far be it for me to ever talk negatively about my uh, esteemed opponents. But of course, in Lincoln's, uh, <laughs> in, I can make an exception in uh, Mr. Chafee's uh, 
case because he's a he's a real politician. You know what I'm saying? All the other folks right. uh, in the race are pretty much citizen politicians. <laughs> Bunch and, of jokers. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, so, you know, I, I would support the ticket to the best of my abilities. I, I believe it's only fair and right. You know, we, we've taken that far. Unless, of course, my supporters demand otherwise. In that case, all I can say is that the transition times to Ponytopia will be confusing and frightening. Not all of them make <laughs> it. There will be sacrifices, <laughs> human sacrifices. And let me you that the road to Ponotopia will be paved with the glitter-encrusted skulls of our vanquished foes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. There is that. All right, man. Well, I think that's about all the time we got for you, dude. I really appreciate you coming and on the I show. And I know you've got to uh, get on a campaign call. Yeah. Yes, I do. That that that's true. That is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, thanks a lot. Is there anything else you got that you want to plug? Yeah. You got like websites or anything? Supreme2020.com. Um, that's the campaign website. It, it it will link you to the book and all that stuff. Uh, this is Vermin Supreme. It's a movie. It's a documentary. Uh, you should watch it on Vimeo. It's a few bucks. Uh, but if you have any questions about my bona fides, uh, check it out. Um. And what else? Uh, well, I've barely touched upon all the amazing uh, selling points about why I am certainly the best candidate in the race for the Libertarian Party. I'll briefly touch on those. Um, that is, uh, there are 3.9 million high school kids graduating co- uh, high school in any given year. Give me two of those years, 1920, that's 8 million kids. Add that to the 17 million college students in a year, that's a pool of 25 million. If I can get one out of four of those kids to vote for me, that will be 6.5 million, a.k.i. 5% of the general election. Does not include the vast uh, reservoirs <laughs> of uh, disillusioned, disgusted, and disaffected people that would be attracted to my candidacy. And every subculture in America that is uh, united under the uh, umbrella of nerd culture. Everything from... Uh, uh, are you... Are, yes? Are you a real person or are you a robot? Because that is like so good. <laughs> <laughs> he has an absurdly high IQ, I think. I've been, sell- I've been trying to make this sale. Um, now, can a, can a serious party put up a joke candidate? And not have that shit stick to them. I believe yes. it's entirely possible. I believe the Libertarian Party has to only put up a, a serious statement. They have to, you know, hammer it home. You know, yes, it is a joke, and we get the joke. We are a serious party. We have serious ideals. We have serious ideas. However, the duopoly, the presidential election, has risen to the level of the joke. And here, with love and spite, is vermin supreme. Boom! It's in the framing. That's one. Um, what about the down ticket candidates? It's all up to them. It depends on how you feel about me. If you're a candidate and you are running and you don't like me at all, uh, and somebody says, well, what about that guy with the boot on his head? You say, yeah, him. Jesus Christ. Don't get me started. But let's talk about the government. Let me talk about what that means to you. Um, and if they, if they do like me, then they just have- – I will say real quick, Vermin, yeah, sure. uh, since I am would be one of those uh, down-ticket candidates, uh, I'd have no problem if you were – at the top of the list as a presidential candidate. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I mean, I believe, I believe that I'll be bringing a lot of eyeballs. Um, and I, I believe that the net positive uh, outweighs the negatives. I mean, there's a lot of controversy. I think, I think Davy here, I think Davy here is really taking a page out of your book here, you know, cause he's running for County tax collector yes. on the, on with the slogan taxation is theft. Well, <laughs> <Yes>. awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that fucking rules too, man. That is so good. All right, man. We really appreciate it. Well, I will wrap it up. I, I will. I will uh, give a little closing statement here. 
I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Dental attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched pony beams glitter bombed in the dark near the Trump Plaza gate. All these moments will be lost in time. Like pony pee in the rain. Toothpaste down the drain. Oops, running late. Gotta go. Yeah, it was a Blade Runner, right? Blade Runner, yeah. Anyway, together, <laughs> together, we will ride our ponies into a zombie-powered future. Thank you. I'm Vermin Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Very good, people. Thank you very much. Thank right, you, cool. Vermin. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Holy crap. What a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's... Holy shit! That guy can just go. He has to have memorized a bunch of that shit, right? Oh There's yeah, no other most, way. Most most assuredly. <laughs> Very well great. rehearsed. Uh, he's a performer. That guy is a professional. Well, I mean, he trains like, a clown. You know, yeah, dude. He was not <laughs> fucking joking around. I'm very impressed with him. <laughs> I think he was though. I'm just yeah. <laughs> like holy fucking crap. No, but uh, the man under the boot. I like him. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he is. He's a cool dude. Definitely an ally. Very real I dude. Definitely uh, vote for him over Lincoln Chafee. Oh, That's dude, yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that we at Burning Boots officially support Vermin Supreme for president. At this he point, right? is yeah. the only candidate with a fucking boot. <laughs> Did you say no? No, I said yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we officially support. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you might have a literal burning boot logo. So I mean, we gotta fucking do something. What my, fuck? <laughs> maybe we should change our logo to be his fucking thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Whatever it is. <coughs> we don't believe in uh Me and David, uh, your cough have a storm here. You want another fucking cough drop? No, dude? they're disgusting. They taste I know how you feel, but during the time you're sucking it, it doesn't uh no, it tastes <laughs> fucking terrible. You and, know what I'm saying. Uh no I don't. <laughs> 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 I think we should close the show on uh, his uh, I'm a meme rap. I haven't heard right. it yet. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with it. Well, I guess you're going to hear it later. Yeah. I guess so. I'm down with that. And I'll... I guess so. <laughs> or as in right now. Yeah. All right. Can so it... I guess uh, everybody join the Discord. Join. Uh, we got our Twitter, Facebook, all the links in the show <clears> notes <throat> below. Bitch. Oh, Kyle's trying Bitch. to say something. <laughs> no, no. You don't want a monologue? I do have a monologue, yeah. Well, go for it. So are we like about to wrap up the whole show? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, just go ahead. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, well, cut, I'll cut that shit. Well, I mean... Or remove it. After having him on, there's no way I could follow that shit. <laughs> you want us to cut Dude, it and put it at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. We were talking about Iran, yeah, Iran earlier and shit, and mm. I've been... I've been dealing with some serious shit, man. I've been really upset with all this shit. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to fucking read it. It kind of explains it all. I wrote it down because it's shit that's actually close to my heart. And All right. Let's hear it. Listen to Kyle read out loud for four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you time it earlier? Yeah, I timed it when I read it the first time. (coughs) Well, okay. And I don't know, guys. It's just... Sometimes a man's had enough, you know? Like, this is why he's going to boo too early. <laughs> well, when I was in my teens and early 20s, I had things all wrong. I believed that if power resided in the hands of the right people, that we could preserve our liberty. I think I had the right intentions, but I was definitely misguided. It has been a long road of wrong beliefs to get me to this point in my life. But one tenet I've never abandoned is freedom. 
for each of us. Derek, directly to you. (laughs) I truly appreciate everything you have done to help me get to this point. When I moved back and we started hanging out again, I was pretty far from uh, being a principled man. And whether or not you want to take credit, you were a major influence that showed me the path of libertarianism. I used to be suicidal, filled with jealous hate and just plain old bitter um, bitterness. You, however, introduced me to guys like Tom Woods, Dave Smith, and Stephen Molyneux when he didn't suck ass. <laughs> and down the rabbit hole of truth I went. Finding valid principles really saved me from doing or becoming something shitty. When someone vows to follow a principle like the NAP, things about the world start to click. We see issues where we wouldn't before. We begin to notice how the state is really a criminal organization and how nearly our entire society is built on lies, extortion, and violence. Well, I've never been one to stand by and let bullies have their way, and I have always done my best to stand up for those that don't deserve to be fucked with. As a principled, as a principled man, this extends even to the uh, state. I just can't sit here and allow this kind of fucked up bullshit to continue without doing something. Just because 51% of the people that choose to vote pick some asshats and suits and give them special rights that I ain't privy to doesn't mean they can steal from me or pay, pay for some stupid fucking war halfway across the earth or spy on me and my family. They can't tell me I can't smoke a plant, trade with my neighbors, or defend myself with whatever type of gun I choose. They will no longer claim ownership of my labor, my children's education, or my fucking land. I believe that if we are honest with ourselves, we know that this damn clown carousel is only going to spin faster and faster and faster until it fucking explodes. So that leaves us with only a few options. Hold on and hope someone with liberty of mind reaches the controls in time to slow it down, all while fighting every Republican and Democrat to get there. Or just get the hell off. With the recent circus news in Washington about impeachment and the nearing of another stupid wasteful bloodbath in the Middle East, to the absolute authoritarian gun-grabbing cunts in Virginia, (coughs) just getting off the stupid thing seems to be the better option. So that's what I'm going to do. I am done. In protest of their greedy, shitty decisions, they aren't stealing from from me anymore. I'm going to take all the possible steps I can to reduce my interactions with the state. I'm going to homeschool my children. I'm going to raise my own meat and grow my own fruits and veggies, unless I can trade with others without the hand of the state interfering. I realize that there are a few places that it is inevitable, but uh, if I have the ability, those fucking thieves will not get a cent. The best way I feel to show them that we mean business is to take it from their wallet. And I'm going to do this out of principle. And while I will not condemn anyone else for not taking this as seriously as I do, however, I do encourage anyone that listens to this to join me. We can't take down a monolith alone, You watch my back, and I promise to watch yours. What's the point of having principles if you aren't willing to stand for them? Okay, so that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna that that was very personal too. Yeah. Well, I mean, principles are personal. Hundred percent. Why do you feel the need to put that on the podcast? Because of uh, you want to talk about it? Yeah, I do. (coughs) I do want to talk about it because. I feel like there's no point in waiting around until, you know, 
the next step or the next line to be crossed because mm-hmm. everyone's got their own line. Everyone's got their own set of principles. So mine's been crossed. My line's been crossed a long time ago, and uh, my principles are pretty solid and getting fucked with. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to condemn, like I said, I'm not going to condemn anybody for not playing along or whatever, but <laughs> I'm regardless of who stands next to me, I got to do what's right and what I believe is right. And what you believe is right is to not pay your taxes. Yeah. I'm not going to pay... I'm not going to pay as... Like, it's, but it's not wrong to pay taxes. I'm not saying it's wrong to pay taxes. I'm saying that... Or to that, be, have taxes, lo- taxes right. levied against you. Because you're the victim. Right. I understand that, and mm-hmm. I get that. But the thing is, is as long as we all keep going along with it, mm-hmm. they get their money. Yeah, you want to pay as little taxes as possible, for sure. Right. Because mm-hmm. taxation is theft. Right. Yeah. And, like, if somebody asks you for your wallet, or they'll shoot you in the head... You have a choice. Right. I mean, some people might say you don't, but you do. You have a choice. You have a choice. And I'm taking the choice to not allow it to continue in my life. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on this, man? Um, right on, man. Hell yeah. So you're going to completely stop paying taxes. I've already uh, claimed exempt on my W-4s. So uh, there's a, um, a thing on Berman's website. Uh, on how a lot of people, not how to, but a lot of stories of people who have just claimed exempt. Yeah. And just, it's... And nothing happened? Essentially, nothing's happened as of yet. I mean... Uh, they could get audited or something, and maybe something <coughs> would happen. Right. I mean, <coughs> yeah, it's not like any of us in this room are owe much in taxes right. for it to actually matter. Right. To the in the eyes of the state, mm-hmm. they they only small would, fries, right? We're small shit for them. I mean, they want to go after people who've got money. Like if Walmart stopped paying their taxes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit like that, man. I mean, it's when people say you know Amazon didn't pay any taxes. Come on, guys. That's... Imagine if Walmart just stopped paying their fucking taxes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'd probably shop at Walmart again. It's not because the government's not going to like knock on their door and or you know or bust yeah. down their door. Yeah. Rather, they are going to knock politely. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I I feel I feel a lot of sympathy with what you're saying. I don't know. If sympathy is the right word. Uh, empathy. Yeah, maybe this yeah. is one of the few times I feel empathy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god, mark this uh, down as a historic moment. I I, I do. Um, I, I definitely agree with you a lot, and uh, kind of like what Derek was saying earlier, it almost seems seems unattainable uh, to get there. Even when I had you know some livestock and you had fucking property, had, beautiful had, property. Yeah, I had property. Tried to grow things, tried to raise animals and whatnot. And, uh, man, I'll be happy to uh, lend you any of that information that I have mm. and uh, any of the tools that I had to do it for sure would help you out with that because, uh, you know, I, I, I was not successful at doing it. Mm. I had, But regardless, I would like to try to get there in the future again. I used to have but, chickens, but I let a, the neighborhood dog eat them. <coughs> oh, shit. Like I didn't do the fencing right, and so mm. they got out in my yard, and they would hop over the actual chain link fence. Mm. But, you know. So they but, yeah, pick I mean, them off, but. I can, you know, I'm happy to lend any of that knowledge that I had success with. And, uh, yeah, I hope it works out for you a lot better than it did for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is definitely hard 
almost seemingly unattainable thing. It yeah. is a- obtainable. It's just, it takes a lot of work for sure. Oh yeah, for and, sure. Uh, you know, it, it, it takes a lot more, a lot more to do something like that than it would be to just continue to go drone on from under the, underneath the boot of the state. Yeah. I think a uh, big thing is like community though, like getting involved yeah. in the community and going out to local like slaughterhouses and stuff and be like, Hey, <laughs> dude, do at- you accept a tax free cash price? <laughs> uh, yes. Let me tell you. And do you I- accept Bitcoin? <laughs> let me teach you how to fucking, let me set up a uh, dash on your fucking shop or whatever. Yes. Right. Hell yeah. Um, but if you, you know, you want to go in on some, uh, meat of a cow or something like that. Yeah. I'm definitely down to do that. Hell and, yeah. Let's do it. Then. And, uh, like no, I no may, lie. I, I, I may know people who are down for cash prices. I might too. I know a libertarian awesome. who raises cows. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been trying <laughs> to get him to come to a meeting, but he won't. He, but, he says he will, but he just won't. It, it, the thing is though, the, uh. Best thing you can talk about doing those kind of things, like you said, mm. and we can talk about it all the time. It, the you're, the only way to get people to change their mind is to start doing is it. Is to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you live by example, you will inspire others to do the same. And that's kind of why I'm do I'm announcing this on the podcast <clears throat> is because I do. I do I do see a lot of value in liberty, and I mm. do see. Like that's that's the future that I want for my children. That's <coughs> like I don't want my kid. I don't want my fucking kids to be raised up under in the tyranny and in the by the cathedral. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's I'm, two ways you could take this situation. Um, you could take it in the defeatist route, or you could take it in the ass. Sorry, that is, is the, the defeatist, that is defeatist route. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The yeah. defeatist <laughs> route. Just, oh. <laughs> which is you know continue living under the tyranny doing nothing about it mm. or when some people, they get so fed up with that thing and they get suicidal. Right. Say, and that's, it. dude, it I, is, yeah. it is all, you know, nothing is going to come. It's all futile. Right. Mm-hmm. So, or you can take the other stand and st- stand on your principles and stand, you know, live in Liberty. Yeah. I was getting so fucking depressed, man. I get it. By like, just feeling like I'm compromising. All the time. That's I, see. That's the part I don't understand. That you feel like you're comp- you are compromising your principles. You you are exercising the NAP in your everyday life. Are you not? Yeah, but the, what I mean is like compromising my principles based on taking it. Like I know I have the ability to stand. So why not just do it? Yeah. Just because of a threat of violence, mm-hmm. like. And even if they do come at me with literal violence, I feel like I have a pretty good ability to stand against that too. Mm-hmm. Especially after you know certain things within the county happen, I feel like I'm going to get yeah. a little bit more support locally. And I've already been talking to a few other veterans nearby and stuff. So I feel like if things were to go south, I could call some buddies, you know, some buddies, and at least have a better chance, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, I hope you have a lot of success with your living in liberty, and I do hope uh, it inspires many other people to do the same. Fucking a, me too. The only the only thing that still worries me, and I know you get, you're going to think I'm crazy, is just the uh, the tax dodging thing is spooky. 
Yeah, it is. But I agree with you that, yeah, nobody wants to fucking pay taxes. It shouldn't be being levied against you in the first place. So right. what the fuck am I even doing here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How can we, how can we get but, I mean, an it, unconstitutional yeah. law overturned if we're all just going to bow down to it? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to come ag- across by voting. You're not going to be able to vote your way into freedom. Right. Right. Yeah, the master's can, not going to give the slave the power to vote away that, their uh, slavery. That <laughs> saying that you can never vote yourself into freedom. I'm on your you can vote yourself into slavery. But you have to shoot your way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yep. unfortunate that you do have to shoot your way out. The tree of liberty has to be refreshed with the blood of you love that fucking quote. and tyrants. Who said that? Fucking Thomas Jefferson. I am the Brody's queen. Harnessing the awesome power of zombies. DNA gene splicing to create a race of winged monkeys to act as tooth fairies. Thunderman Supreme. Strong teeth for a strong America. Free ponies for all Americans. I am a meme. Like the double rainbow guy, I am a meme. Yes, I am really high, I am a meme. Like the girl who loves cats and dresses them up. In little hat, I am a meme. Like the drugged up kid, I am a meme. I don't know what I did, I am a meme. Like the pepper spray cop, I am a meme. I wanna make it stop, I am a meme. I'm a friendly meme. fascist. Meme. I'm a tyrant that meme. you should trust. Meme. And you should meme. let me run meme. your life. Because I do know what is best for you. I am a meme. Like yesterday's trash, but here I am in the pen. I flash, I am a meme. Vote early, vote often. Remember, a vote for Vermin Supreme is a vote completely thrown away. I'm jumping, 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 jumping the shark. Pony based economy. I'm jumping, 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 Federal pony identification program. Buy my merch. You will need your pony with you at all times. Buy my, Buy my merch! Jesus told me to uh, make Randall Terry gay. Up. Okay. okay, thank you, Mr. Supreme. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. He's turning gay! All right, okay, okay, okay. Is this real life? I do not have any questions, but may I have a uh, bumper sticker? The answer to that question is yes! to prove that this happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did really happen. Buy my merch. 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 Okay, thank you, Mr. Supreme. Thank you, thank you, thank you.